We are on Yavamos Memches Amabez 48b1 in the Archgol Gemara. The Gemara now returns to the discussion about the Eved Kanani, the non-Jewish slave who be who be has a master who is Jewish, and the fact that such a slave uh, goes through a process essentially of conversion, where before they become a slave, they go to the mikvah, they have a bris milah, um, and then they take upon themselves some of the mitzvah, some of the commandments, and then after they are free, so then they go to the mikvah again, and then they are obligated in all the mitzvahs, and then they become fully Jewish. Um, and so that is the process. So we mentioned uh, in the past that this seems to be, that this could be a forced conversion, that we could force the person, we could force this non-Jew to uh, essentially be required to keep the mitzvahs, to keep the commandments. Uh, so now the Gemara now is going to say that this is really not as simple. It's really not as simple, uh, even though it did seem to imply earlier that it could be forced, uh, that we could say that, you know what, they have to go to uh, the mikvah, even if they're not accepting upon themselves the mitzvahs. We'll see from this Gemara that it's really not as simple as that. The Gemara says as follows, It's taught in a brisa. We have the following dispute. Mikaimin avadam she'enemulin divrei Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Kiva Omer ain mikaimin. Rabbi Shmuel is of the opinion that if there is a slave who refuses to go through a circumcision, they refuse to go through a circumcision. Rabbi Shmuel is of the opinion that you can keep them as your non-Jewish slave. I.e., Rabbi Shmuel is of the opinion that really, in the end of the day, the slave has to want it. The slave has to want to be Jewish. Has to want to go through the circumcision. Has to want to go to the mikvah. If they don't want it, if they don't want to have a bris milah, Rishmael says, they could still be your slave. It's still possible. You could have a non-Jewish slave who doesn't go through a bris milah. Rabbi Kiva, Omer, Rabbi Kiva says, in Mekayman, uh, that if they don't want to go through circumcision, so he doesn't say that we force it anyways, but he says that we do not, um, we do not keep them. You're not allowed to keep them as, as a slave. The only slaves, non-Jewish slaves that you can keep are the ones who are actually the ones that that will accept upon themselves to have a bris milah. Now, within this opinion of Rabbi Kiva, that in order to have a non-Jewish slave, they have to have a bris milah, there is a big discussion. What does it mean that they have to have a bris milah? They have to have a circumcision. Is it that they have to accept upon themselves to completely convert, uh, that they want to keep, all, keep the mitzvahs, keep the commandments, at least the commandments that apply as a slave, and then all the commandments... Afterwards, once they become free, is it that they have to really accept upon themselves the commandments, or is it specific to bris milah? Is it only with regards to bris milah? Because there is an idea that the non-Jewish slave should have a bris milah, should have a circumcision. Uh, they connected to Avram, that Avram uh, did the same thing, that they had a bris milah to his servants as well. Uh, so there is that big discussion when we say that the only way you could keep a non-Jewish slave, according to Rabbi Kiva, is when they want to have a bris milah, is it that they want to have a bris milah and that's it? Or does it really mean that they want to have want to keep all the mitzvahs? If they don't want to keep all the mitzvahs, so then uh, you cannot have them as your slave. The Gemara, we will see, the Gemara uh, will give another two scenarios where Rabbi Kiva says, you know what, really you could keep the slave even though they are not doing a bris milah. So we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, but what exactly, what's the source for this dispute? What, what, what's, what are they exactly are they arguing about? So Amalei Rishmael, Rishmael says, this is my proof. Hare Omar, it says, with regards to the laws of Shabbos, Vayinafesh ben Amascha, 
it says with regards to Shabbos, the verse says that you have to work for six days and then on the seventh day you have to rest. And it says that not only do you have to rest, but also your maidservant, your maidservant's son really, also has to rest. Such a person also has to rest. So Rabbi Shmuel says, who is that referring to? In a different phrase, it already says that the non-Jewish slave has to rest. So what is this coming to teach us? It's coming to teach us, he says, specifically the case where he doesn't want to have a bris milah. It's specifically referring to the case where he doesn't have a bris milah. Uh, so Amar Lay, Rabbi Kiva says back to him, no, what's that case referring to? It's referring to the following case. The verse is talking about a case where a person bought the non-Jewish slave right before Shabbos. Right before Shabbos, he didn't have the time to do a bris milah. It's not that the non-Jewish slave did not want to have a bris milah. It's just that he didn't have enough time to go through the circumcision right before Shabbos. So the point is, such a person, even though uh, they didn't have a circumcision, but because they became your slave, so you're going to have a circumcision next week after Shabbos, but for this Shabbos alone, that's what Rabbi Kiva is saying, that that's what the verse is telling us, that for this Shabbos, this non-Jewish slave, who has not did not have a circumcision yet, would have to uh, keep Shabbos, would have to uh, keep Shabbos. Uh, so Rabbi Shmuel says that, no, it's really referring to uh, any case, any case where they didn't go through a circumcision and it's still your slave, or Rekiva says, no, if they didn't go through a circumcision, so then they cannot be your slave. The only time they can be your slave is that if they want to go through a circumcision. The case here is where they wanted to, they just didn't have enough time. And one example is if it's right before Shabbos. So the Gemara says as follows, Everybody in that agrees. Everybody agrees that the phrase that we've been discussing, that this a uh, non-Jewish servant rests on Shabbos is referring to uh, a non-Jew who did not go through a circumcision. How do we know that? My mashma. What's the source for that? How do we know? The Tana, because the Bryce says, This phrase is referring to an uncircumcised slave. How do we know that? Maybe it's referring to a circumcised slave. How do we know it's referring to a slave who doesn't go through circumcision? The Mark explains, The verse says, Already that your slave has to rest. That's referring to a regular slave who goes through circumcision. So then, oh, So what is this phrase, this new phrase of your maidservant's son, the non-Jewish slave has to has to rest? But Evan Arel, must be referring to a slave who did not go through a circumcision. Okay, so everyone agrees that it's referring to a slave who didn't go through a circumcision. Rabbi Shmuel is of the opinion that it could be anybody. Anybody, anybody could be a slave even if they didn't go through circumcision. Rabbi Kiva says, no, it's limited specifically to the case where he wants to have a circumcision, just that they didn't have time to do it. Uh, the verse ends off by saying, who else has to observe the Shabbos? The Hager. The Hager, it says the convert. What type of convert are we referring to? So there's a new term here. Zag Ger Toshev. There's a new term here uh, referring to a Ger Toshev. A Ger Toshev is not a regular convert. A Ger Toshev is somebody who accepts upon themselves. It's a bigger discussion exactly how to define a Gertosha, but it's somebody uh, who accepts upon themselves not uh, to engage in idolatry, um, perhaps also that they observe the Sheva Mitzvah ben Noach, the, the seven Noachite laws. That is a Gertosha. And the verse now was saying that a Gertosha, Rashi explains this way, that a Gertosha included in uh, the uh, prohibition to Engage in idolatry is somebody who is not allowed to 
um, you're not allowed to violate Shabbos. So the Ger Toshav is somebody who accepts upon himself Hashem. If you're accepting upon yourself Hashem, that means you have to keep Shabbos. Very powerful idea of Shabbos. That Shabbos, according to Rashi, is a subcategory of showing your belief in Hashem. And to violate Shabbos is a form of idolatry. Such that such a person, such a non-Jew, who accepts upon themselves the seven Noachite laws, according to Rashi, included in that, a subcategory of that is also Shabbos. That if they, they believe in Hashem, which is one of the Seven Noachai laws, they also have to observe Shabbos. Tosus argues. Tosus says, no, this would be eight. This would be the eighth mitzvah. We know of only seven. And so therefore, Tosus says that it doesn't mean that he has to keep Shabbos, but it means that we can't tell him to do things for us. And that we have to make sure that he doesn't do things for a Jew, that he's not allowed to do anything for a Jew, but it doesn't mean that they have to observe uh, Shabbos. So that itself is an interesting discussion. Does this Ger Toshav? He's not a regular convert, a different type of a convert. Somebody who believes in Hashem, uh, so such a person, uh, according to Rashi, they also have to observe Shabbos. According to Tosos, no, it just means that we have to make sure they don't do things, do do things that would violate Shabbos for a Jew. Same word says, how do we know? How do we know? Maybe the verse itself is referring to an actual righteous, for a regular convert. Same word says, no. We already had a verse that said that a convert has to observe Shabbos. How we so it must be that this phrase is referring to a ger toshav, is referring to this other type of a convert, not a regular convert, but somebody who just accepts upon themselves uh, not to violate and not to be engaged in idolatry. Okay, so the Gemara now continues. Amr Bishua ben Levi. Bishua ben Levi says, Somebody who buys a non-Jewish slave from a non-Jew. The low ratzalamol, and the slave does not want to go through circumcision. Says Rabbi Shubham Levi that a person has 12 months. If the non-Jew doesn't want to do, go through circumcision, he has 12 months to sort of go back and forth and try to persuade the non-Jew, the non-Jewish slave, to go through circumcision. If after 12 months, after a year, he still refuses, then you return him back to his original, uh, his the original owner. That you can't keep him. You can't keep him after twelve months. Like we're trying to figure out who does this go like. According to Rabbi Shmuel, you could keep him from the very beginning. According to Rabbi Kiva, you can't keep him at all. So what exactly is this idea that you could keep him for twelve months? So Amrua Rabbanan Kamei Papa Kiman, who is this going like? The low Rabbi Kiva can't be like Rabbi Kiva. Do you Rabbi Kiva Hamarim Ekaimen? According to Rabbi Kiva, you can't even keep them for a second. So how can you keep them for a year? So Amrua Rabbi Papa Rabbi Papa says back, no. This could even be within Rabbi Kiva. Says says Rabbi within Rabbi Kiva. The only time that Rabbi Kiva said that you're not allowed to keep some uh, a non-Jewish slave as a non-Jewish slave is only when the slave doesn't want to abandon uh, his previous ways. He doesn't want to convert at all. But this is a case, the case of 12 months is where he said that he would convert. He said he would willingly convert. But then he changed his mind. So if he changed his mind, Rabbi Kiva would agree that because he originally said he would convert, so now there's what to talk about. There's what to deal with. So Rabbi Kiva would agree. Let's give him 12 months. Let's work with him for 12 months. Let's try to figure out maybe he would convert. He would want to convert. If after 12 months he doesn't want to convert, so then fine. So then you have to return him back to his original owner. But until then, once you already know that he's somewhat interested, at least he originally suggested that he would convert, so then you could spend the next 12 months trying to figure out whether that would actually work or not. So this is another example uh, where Rabbi Kiva says that uh, you're able to keep him. The first example that we gave 
was when you uh, acquired the non-Jewish slave right before Shabbos. Uh, it was right before Shabbos. You didn't have time to do Mila, so then you're allowed to keep the slave. You'll do the Mila after Shabbos. The second example is here where he originally said that he would convert. And since he originally said he would convert, to now you have 12 months. We have 12 months to figure out. He, he changed his mind, but you have 12 months to work with him to see if he really wants to convert. Um, so Amr Rav Kahan says the Gemara. Rav Kahan said, I discussed, I mentioned this whole discussion in, in front of Rav Zvid from Nardai, and he said to me the following, Amr Li, if this is true, we had in the verse that a non-Jewish slave who didn't go through a circumcision has to keep Shabbos. And Rabbi Kiva said, who's that referring to? Somebody who you bought right before Shabbos. He didn't have time to do bris milah, but he really wanted to do bris milah. Why do you have to give that example? Asks Rav Zvid. Just give our example, the example that we're discussing right now, where uh, he originally said that he would convert, and then he changed his mind, and so you have these 12 months. And so that that's the time period where uh, he has to observe Shabbos. That would be the case where uh, the verse is referring to. So the Gemara says, no, you're right. Rabbi Kiva could have picked any of these two. Either of these two would work. Rabbi Kiva agrees to both. He agrees that if you didn't have time to do bris milah, so then you're allowed to keep him and wait next week to do the bris milah. And Rabbi Kiva also agrees. Both are true. Rabbi Kiva also agrees that if the non-Jewish slave originally wanted to convert and then he changed his mind, you have 12 months to try to figure out whether or not uh, he would be willing to convert again. Okay, we're now going to see a third example where you could keep a non-Jewish slave according to Rabbi Kiva, even though they didn't have a circumcision. Shalach Rabin Mishmed Rabbi Eli. Rabin sent uh, to uh, Rabbi Eli the following. Bechol Rabosai Amruli Mishmo. He said in the name of Rabbi Eli, and all my teachers reported in the name of Rabbi Eli as follows. Ezu Evet Arel Shemutah Lekaimo. He says as follows, Rabbi Eli said, who is the slave, the non-Jewish slave, who didn't have a circumcision that you could keep? Zesh Shalachol Rabba Amanas Shalolamulu. Very fascinating. The one who knows with certainty that he has absolutely no intention of going through a circumcision. That was already explained, that he doesn't want to go through a circumcision. And so you know, you know completely that he has no intention whatsoever to go through a circumcision or perhaps not to go through any sort of conversion. So then that slave you're allowed to keep. If it's somebody who's on the fence, if it's somebody who you're not sure about, you didn't make any such stipulation, so then you can't keep him. But if somebody specifically made that such a stipulation, it's so obvious. Everybody knows that he's a non-Jewish slave and doesn't want to become Jewish. He works for the Jewish family, but he has absolutely no connection, nothing to do with it. So then you could keep him. So who's that going like? Amru, Papa. Who's this going like? Come on. It can't be going like Rabbi Shmuel because Rabbi Shmuel says you could always keep a non-Jewish slave. Always. Even if they don't go through circumcision. If it's like Rabbi Kiva, it's not like Rabbi Kiva either. To look Rabbi Kiva, dik Rabbi Kiva, ha'amar Rabbi Kiva says you never keep a non-Jewish slave. So I'm the Rapapa. Again, Rapapa says, I feel the same Rabbi Kiva. You could even say Rabbi Kiva. When did Rabbi Kiva say you can't keep a non Jewish slave? That's one. You never stipulated uh, that the slave would be left uncircumcised. But in the case where you stipulated, it was obvious. Everybody knows about it. And there's no confusion whatsoever. And he, we know that the non Jewish slave doesn't want to go through a circumcision. So then uh, we are allowed to keep him, according to Rabbi Kiva. You would be, it would be permissible to keep him because you know that this is a non-Jewish slave who has absolutely no intention in converting. Uh, there's no question about it. So then you could keep him. So Amr of Kahana. So we have the same back and forth now. Rav Kahana says, I said this I said this whole discussion in front of Rav Zvid, the same idea. Rav Zvid said to me, 
So it says that then if this is true, so then in the verse which says that uh, the non-Jewish slave who didn't go through circumcision should keep Shabbos, why did Rabbi Kiva say it's referring to somebody who didn't have time to do a bris milah, didn't have time for circumcision? You have a better example. Why don't we give the example that he stipulated from the beginning that he doesn't want to have a circumcision and then you can still keep him. So says, according to you, Rizvid, they say, according to you, you already agreed, you already explained that Rikiva just gave one example of two. So just like he gave one example of two, he's giving one example of three, that really all three are really true. When the verse says that, he, that this non-Jewish slave has to keep Shabbos, it's referring to possibility of three different cases. Case number one is where he didn't have time to do the bris milah. He really wants to go through a circumcision, but he just didn't have time. You bought him right before Shabbos. Case number two is where the non-Jewish slave said he wants to convert, and then he backs out. And so you have 12 months. Rabbi Kiva agrees. You have 12 months to figure out, you know, could I convince him to convert? So during those 12 months, also, you would have to keep Shabbos. And case number three is where if you stipulated from the very beginning, and it's so clear and obvious that he does not want to convert, so then we will say that you could keep him even according to Rabbi Kiva. You would be allowed to keep him even in such uh, such a scenario, because we know that this, this non-Jewish slave is very different. He doesn't want to connect. He doesn't want to be a part of the Jewish people. Okay, so that is uh, that is that part of the Gemara. So we'll continue. The Gemara has a few more lines on this topic, and then uh, uh, before the next Mishnah, another couple of lines, and we'll get there in the next recording.